This has been another emotional day for many people. It's been proven that not only have the Bosmas and ourselves lost a loved one, the Millard family must live with the fact that this heinous individual murdered his own father. Indeed he did, and that is the voice of Clayton Babcock, who who lost his daughter. She was killed by Dylan Millard. So today he again heads into a court with with the hope that maybe justice will be served. But this time it is in the case of Wayne Millard, who was killed by Dylan Millard. And the Crown wants another 25 years tacked on to his 50-year sentence that he's now serving for the killings of Tim Bosma and Laura Babcock. And the defense called it, quote, extraordinary and harsh and excessive. But we'll have to see if the judge inevitably disagrees or agrees with that. But I don't have a problem with Della Millard sitting in jail until he's 102. I don't have a problem if he dies or if you ask me, that's simply perfect. I'm sure it would give the families who have been destroyed by this monster some relief, knowing that they won't have to spend the rest of their life hoping and making sure he stays behind bars. But the Crown argued, yeah, you know, while a lot of people will say, well, what's the difference? He's already, you know, spending 50 years in jail. Well, Wayne Millard, as the Crown argued, also deserves his own separate justice for his murder. A murder that Del Millard may very well have gotten away with had he not been caught for killing Tim Bosma. And then I think the Crown asked the perfect question, is there anyone Della Millard wouldn't kill? And that answer is very simple, no. Let's bring in Anne Brocklehurst. She's the author of Dark Ambition, a book she wrote during the first trial in the killing of Tim Bosma and who I sat beside during that trial for the whole thing. She joins us now. Anne, you were there this morning for part of the proceeding. How did uh, Mr. Millard look this time? Uh, He looked pretty much as he usually does in his... um dingy white unpressed shirt and with his um, braid. He he wasn't quite um, as outgoing as he's been on other occasions. He tended to be um, focused not on the audience, but rather just staring straight ahead most of the time. In other words, is reality setting in that uh, he can no longer manipulate and uh, deceive and, and maybe finally his uh, chapter's about to close? I would have to say no to that. Mm. Um, The National Post published a a very interesting jailhouse interview with him today, and Mm -hmm. he seems to be living in a fantasy world. And at the end of the hearing, he um, stood up and when he was asked if he wanted to say anything, and the only thing he wanted to say was that (laughs) the facts in the two previous cases remained in dispute. And um, while they may remain in dispute in his head and Mark Smith's head, I don't think they're in dispute for pretty much anyone else. No, and then that's why I find out. So the judge is reserving decision until the 18th, and I'm saying, what, what sort of think about, Your Honor? Because it's very clear that there's no remorse, no apologies, no responsibility, and the comments he says right there say it all. She should have just sentenced right there. Well, there was a bit of a, a screw-up with getting her the... Um, arguments from both sides on time apparently um that well the crown had submitted their arguments and their book of authorities as they call it uh, a week earlier uh, a week ago today and for some reason the judge didn't get it and yeah and then apparently um ravine Pillay was uh, late getting his in so 
I think that's what happened, why there was no sentence today uh, well, where there could have been. Right. I, it was never a sure thing. But also now it's postponed until December 18th. And, you know, that's the week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was, anyway. Yeah. And so, but, but, you know, the Crown is arguing um, that he doesn't deserve this, among other things, saying, you know, who wouldn't he kill? And it's true. If Dellen Millard had not been caught after Tim Bosma, um, you know, because he made so many mistakes, I think the body count would have been much higher. I think the body count would have been higher, too. But there is one point that I, I would like to make, and that's, you know, once we knew it was Dallin Millard, we were able to see all the mistakes he had made. But if no one had connected that stranger who walked up the Bosma's driveway mm-hmm. with a name, um, he might have been free to go on killing other people for quite a while. Because- well, well, he might, but, but right, but the body count would, I mean, had his tattoo not been recognized by, you know, uh, Igor Tumenenko uh, in a fluke, and he remembered that in that test drive, that too. I mean, there were enough mistakes that he may have gone on to kill a few others and eventually be caught, but I still believe that he would have continued on this, this thrill kill, um, you know, journey that he and Mark Smith were on? Oh, I think he would have undoubtedly. I mean, Dellen Millard, one thing we've learned at his various trials is he was a cheap guy. He didn't like to spend money and he didn't shell out uh, more than $20,000 for an incinerator mm-hmm. just to use it uh, twice. No, I, I think, um, and I I believe at one of the pretrial motions in Hamilton, we heard about plans to steal a catamaran, et cetera. So I have always had the idea in my head that, you know, a truck owner went on a test drive and disappeared, and then maybe a catamaran owner would have disappeared Mm -hmm. and a bobcat owner. And who knows if anyone would have connected these um, crimes. But no, I, I definitely think they were planning more. And, you know, Marlena Manesse, Smitch's girlfriend, testified at the Bosma trial that they celebrated mm-hmm. Tim Bosma's death. So this was something that they enjoyed doing. And there's no doubt in my mind that they would have done more of it had they not been caught. Right, because as you and I both know, I mean, they, he was becoming emboldened by the fact that he was getting off on this and, and seemingly getting more and more out of it. Um, but it's interesting because Raven Pillay, his lawyer, argued, you know, that wouldn't be fair. I mean, he could die in jail if we give him another 25 years, to which I'm saying, great, this is perfect. Exactly how it should, this story should end. Well, you know, that's, that's Raven Pillay's job. And uh, he does it, uh, I know sometimes people get very mad at him and deflect yeah. a lot of their anger at Millard onto Ravine Pillay, and he was doing his job. Yeah, and I get that. But the argument he's trying to make is, don't give him another 25 years. 50 years is enough. So the judge essentially has to decide, does Dellen Millard earn himself a a 75-year sentence, never see the light of day again, or does she kind of uh, show him some leniency and stick with it 50 years? Which way do you think she will go? I have no idea. Um, we, I, we've seen what could be called um, contradictory actions from this judge, but aren't necessarily. We saw her go very, very hard on a crown witness and be tough with him to the point 
um, that she criticized him beyond what some observers thought was fairness in in one of her um, uh, decisions on emotion. And then recently she was involved in a case where um, just within the past week or two where she declared a mistrial mm-hmm. um, because of something that a lot of people said uh, was legal and shouldn't have been a mistrial. But then she did find um, Della Millard guilty of his father's murder. Uh, so I just uh, don't know what she's going to do. She has a lot if she wants to give him consecutive sentences. Mm-hmm. She yep. has a lot of um, precedent on her side and she can... You know, Michael Code, the judge who gave them consecutive sentences in the Babcock uh, matter, did a very thorough job of reviewing the precedents in that area. So she could certainly use that as a template. Yep. But on the other hand, she may not want to. So I do not know what she'll do. I cannot predict. Well, my ho- my hope is that she sees it as clear as day as I do, and others that uh, you know put this thing to bed. He doesn't; he's not rehabilitatable. He just isn't. I mean, that's the whole thing. There's no reason to rehabilitate Della Millard because there's never a day that he's not going to be evil and rotten. But um, I wanted to ask you before I let you go: What is going on then with the estate since he has now been convicted of this? Is that then where does that go? Well, he can't inherit his father's estate as a result of this. What we don't know is how much money he has left now. Um, The Crown did a forensic audit when he was uh, claiming not to have any money at all, and I believe their estimates were that there could be anything from 3 to $11 million left, and let's say half of that belongs to... Wayne, half to Dellen, I don't know. So he could have anything from, you know, he could have a few million still, or he could have a couple of hundred of thousands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the bottom line is Dellen Millard will no longer be able to dig into his dad's wallet to uh, fuel his uh, crime-riddled life. So we'll see what they come out with on the 18th. And uh, Anne, thank you. You're welcome. That is Anne Brocklehurst, the book Dark Ambitions. If you want to get a good idea of how this story played out and brought us to this point. Sadly, it'll not be until December 18th when we uh, hear the decision, but boy, do I hope this judge gets it right. There's not a lot to think about here, really. This guy doesn't deserve any leniency. And I know the lawyer's a good one, Raven Palade, just doing his job. But again, the decision comes out on December 18th. On point here on Global News Radio.